You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey friends, this is Matthias Roberts, and you're listening to Queerology, a podcast on belief and being. This is episode 134. And I, right now, I don't feel safe going home. And then that's what it, what an awful, awful thing to say out loud. That I don't feel safe in my own house that I grew up in. Matthew Paul Turner is a New York Times bestselling author of multiple books, including his children's books, When God Made You and When I Pray For You. His newest children's book, I Am God's Dream, released just last week. Matthew's writing career started nearly 20 years ago, and he's published a book every year since. Called one of Christianity's Fresh Voices by Publishers Weekly, Matthew's other notable works include Our Great Big American God, Churched, Coffee House Gospel, and The Christian Culture Survival Guide. But when he came out nearly two years ago and announced an impending divorce with his wife, his entire career was put on the line. I am so excited to have Matthew on the show today. We are talking all about his coming out process and everything he's been up to since. His story is powerful, and I'm thrilled that y'all are going to be able to hear it. I've known Matthew for several years at this point, and he is just a delight, and I think you'll hear that loud and clear (laughs) through listening to this. No announcements today, so let's just go ahead and dive in. Matthew, hi, welcome. Hi, Matthias. How are you? I am thrilled that you're here. <laughs> uh, I am thrilled to be here. I like I have looked forward to this interview and I don't look forward to like interviews all that often. So I, it's, I'm excited about getting a chance to chat with you. So. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, to start, this is the question I ask everyone. What are your identities and how has your faith helped form those identities? I, I'm a gay father of three kids and I'm a children's book author. And I mean, faith is a, has played a major role in most of those identities. <laughs> um, I would say that I'm still learning how faith 
plays into me being gay. I think I'm still in that process of dealing with the aftermath of coming out later in life and how my family has taken that news. And so I certainly know that faith is involved in that and I can connect those dots, but they are a little more layered and complex than being a dad and uh, being a children's author. And so like my faith certainly plays ma- a major role and in defining and helping me with both of those aspects. I, I mean, I, I'm so curious what that has looked like for you because you had a pretty significant career in the faith world yeah. before coming out. Yeah. Your career is still based in the faith world after coming out, but I imagine there's been a shift there. <laughs> In some ways, <laughs> <laughs> you think? No, it's I. I honestly thought going into Jessica and I making the announcement that Jessica is my ex-wife, and when we were in the thinking process of like me coming out publicly and us together announcing our divorce, like it, I honestly had so many questions. I knew my publisher was behind me. I I knew my literary agent was behind me and that was that was all the certainty I had going into that. I didn't know if I'd have a career. I write children's books about God and all of my books they're life affirming, very positive books for kids. But I didn't know if there was going to be this like mass book burning <laughs> and I have like I've been surprised to some degree by the the kindness of just general people, people who read my books, people who are, I think, in various in various places in their understanding or of affirmation of LGBTQ issues. And so I it, it has been a it's been beautiful to see some of the the mass acceptance. Um, certainly I got a whole bunch of, I mean, I could write a book about the first 10 days of that, you know, post coming out because I got everything from all cap emails of hatred. I got called sodomite more than I ever thought I would ever in my lifetime, let alone one day. And then on the other end, I get photos. So it was, it was a, it was a, a very vast experience of coming out, but I still get to do what I'm doing. I still, I'm still writing books about God for kids. And so far, uh, there hasn't been a huge change or huge shift in what my career looks like. Now, I, I'm, I think I'm always on this. I think I'm always feeling this this like level of fear of regarding like maybe it will you know it's just delayed <laughs> but that that sort of uh, that, that that reduces with each passing month you should you lean into it but i'm still i'm still in the the learning i guess i'm still a new gay as they all <laughs> as i guess i've been called many times <laughs> <laughs> but but i hear that though Especially, and I think a lot of people who listen to this show will relate to this, when you're queer in 
a faith-based environment, whatever that environment is, I don't know if that nervousness ever fully goes away. Like uh, it, it, it's a volatile relationship. Yeah. Um, that, that makes sense to me. And it just, you're, you're constantly, I, there is this, there is this expectation, whether it is for good reason or, or sometimes it is for good reason. Sometimes it's just me, my fear, but there's this expectation that people are going to hold you at arm's length to some degree. Like you are, I don't know whether they look at me like, and again, I don't even know, like sometimes it's just the fear of walking into certain situations. And sometimes it's truly a, a very real thing. It's, uh, and I, uh, and it's hard to write people out of your life, Matthias. Like it's hard, like regardless of how unaccepting they are, it's, it's not easy. People are like, well, sometimes you just have to choose your family or your family is not blood. And those, those, I understand those phrases. And I think that every, so many LGBTQ people have to come to terms with those in various ways, but like they're easier said than done. So it's, it is, there is this um, constant level of anxiety that you feel in working through that. But when I compare it to the anxiety and self-loathing I felt prior to coming out, it is, it pales in comparison. Tell me about that. Cause you, you and I met before you came out a couple yeah. years before you came out. Yeah. I, I think I remember hearing you say in some interview you did that you really had no intention of coming out. Well, I never thought, I just, I got to a place in my life where I thought that I was never going to come out. Like I, there was no, I didn't see, I didn't see a way that would ever be okay in my brain to devastate what I, in my mind, devastate my whole personal like story. It just, it was just hard for me to fathom hurting my best friend, Jessica, hurting my kids, very, very much potentially losing the connection I had, the like the strained connection already because of politics, but the strained connection with my family. And so I, I, I there, were, there were many times where I just would try to become okay being in the closet in, in, and, and tell myself that if I'm, if I'm never going to get to a place where I can live as God has created me to live, then I, what can I do to help make the path easier for people who are younger than me or people who are growing up in church now? And I, people have heard me quote this before, but I remember when I was writing my very first children's book, I was in the parking lot of a Publix grocery store. And I, for some reason, the word, these words just flowed out of me. And it was, so be you fully you, a show-stopping review. Live your life in full color, every tint, every hue. Discover, explore, have faith, but love more. 
and learn and relearn all that God made you for. And I just wept and just in my mind thought, hoped that every gay kid in church would, would get the wink, would, would see themselves in those words and find a path that I didn't believe I would find just because I was so scared of hurting everyone around me. Hmm. What changed? Counseling. I think that I, I just started to lose myself in the story, in my own story. And I started to just become a shell of the bright, engaging, grateful person that I usually am with certainly I, I just painted myself as this like really wonderful person and i certainly have <laughs> there could have been there could be some negative qualities i had listed in that list too but it, I, th I just started to lose what made me me and Je jessica could see that jessica, so we went into counseling and so counseling just dug up all the things and it's it it's say telling telling your my telling my then wife that i'm gay was it was just so hard, Matthias. I was like, certainly, yeah, it was it. But Jessica has been the most supportive, gracious, beautiful human in this, and he just it, and 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 the whole time working through her own loss and her own fears and her own pain because of it. And yeah, I like it was. It was scary, but I, the, the joy, the, 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 the light that came on, it's kind of like, it's, I, I often people tell people it's, it's not like I was just this unhappiest person. It was that it was like, I was just walking around in a, like in a fog. And that once I spoke those words, the fog began to burn off from the sun. And, and it really like to wake up, not in that fog, to wake up and be excited that, that I, I, I did this really difficult, brave, crazy thing. And it's, it, it really is the lights, the lights have come back on and is everything perfect? Absolutely not. But like it is, I, I, I'm on a path toward being whole that I did not experience prior to coming yeah. out very often. And just in my own experience of you meeting you at wild goose festival, again, several years before you came out, mm. that's the place where we see each other most mm -hmm. often. Yeah. Like even the, the person that you were, I remember meeting you and, and being like, this man is so nice to me. Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, why is he so nice? Because, because you were like, you were genuinely kind and interested. And I was like, who is this person? Why? And come to find out, it makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Knowing, I, you know what? I hope that, like, I hoped, I, there was something that you're a wonderful person and interesting, and it, it, I think that hopefully, regardless of my coming out or having been gay or not been gay, I hope that I would have been kind and that I would have seen the beauty in 
who you are because you are at just safe. You're an extraordinary individual and you are, you have this quiet presence about you that, uh, that is interesting that, that, that you're like a, a little bit of a mystery and it's a good mystery. Mm. So mm, mm, thank you. I, I, I think I've, I've seen you shift though to, I, I wouldn't say an entirely different person, mm. But I think I, I think I even said this to you when we were at you the did. Goose last yeah. fall. Like you are more yourself in ways that are very different and fuller. Yeah. Like, uh, than you were those previous years. Well, when you are when you've grown up in church and you've spent your whole life trying to control other people's perceptions. Like there is this, like everything from making sure I talk like this instead of like my regular voice, making sure that I keep my hands folded so that I don't use my hands to this quote unquote gay degree or whatever. Like there's all these things that you find yourself trying to control and I have, I have, I like, I found myself, <laughs> like I really did. It's not, I, I'm more comfortable in my own skin than I have ever been. And when you spend 40 plus years, like not being comfortable in your own skin and you suddenly feel free to be like, it is, it's a, it's a powerful affecting thing. And I just, uh. I know when I like going to wild goose this past season, like it just, it, it, I just felt free and, and freedom. I know that that's such a cliche thing, but like, it's like, you just, you, you freedom plays out in different, in, in people's lives differently. And it, for me, it was just letting go of trying to constantly control or, and, and of course it's, it's all in your head. Like it, I, I remember when I, I did a recording of, um, of my memoir growing up in fundamentalism called churched. And I remember reading this whole thread of a conversation about how I sounded gay in the book, in the, in this recording. And it just, when you don't have to, when you don't care what those people think anymore it's a pretty powerful thing like when you just stop trying or stop in your head trying to manipulate or just influence people's perceptions like and you get to be yourself it's there's a lot of joy found in that yeah it's i mean it's <laughs> so significant to to not have to continually check yourself to just be able to be. And so like when I saw it, when I see people like you and, and all of your, your friends, like there was like, this was prior to me coming out. Like I was envious of just y'all being yourselves. And so like, I think that I was probably careful, <laughs> even more careful around around y'all because it, like it's, it is, it's infectious to see somebody just being themselves to the fullest degree and it's it's yeah like it's it, i i love i loved seeing how just just how y'all like just 
we're okay being yourselves. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's just a beautiful thing. So you, you write these children's books about God. <laughs> yeah. Has, has your, I mean, this is, I think I know the answer to this question. It's an obvious answer. Has, has your relationship with God shifted since coming out? Like, like you're writing these books, like your, your newest one, which I think just came out last week. I am God's dream. Like even that phrase, I am God's dream. That it's a powerful statement, <laughs> especially as a queer person saying it. And I realize it's the title of a book, but I, I imagine there's story there. Well, I during therapy, there was a point where I realized that to some degree, every book I've written for kids was first written to the kid in me. And I think this book which I was working on at the same time as I was working on Rachel's, uh, the book that I finished for Rachel Held Evans. And, and so I was working on both of these books, two very different books, but I think I, this is the first book where I literally like intentionally wrote to the kid in me. And it's, I am God's dream. I'm a human sunbeam. Watch me light up a room with my confident gleam. I'm strong and I'm brave. I'm a one kid parade. I'm going to be who I am because I'm wonderfully made. And, and, and that just, yeah, I think that there definitely is, I think people will read, certainly read a shift in, 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 in certain aspects of this book. And I think that they will see my story written in it, but I don't think that if someone doesn't know my story, they may not see it. So I, 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 I wanted to give kids agency with these words in some way. I wanted them to be able to, I, I, this is the first book I've ever written in first person for a kid. All of my books for the most part have been second person you are this you are that you are those kinds of phrases and this book i wanted the kid to feel agency over their own bodies and the, over their own minds over their own spirituality and just feel feel the words as personal and so definitely, I think that there has been a shift. I, I also know that I think the biggest shift since coming out has been in myself. I think that I knew God delighted in LGBTQ people long before I ever had that freedom to express it personally. I had it like I... I was I offered and promoted that kind of light for other people, <laughs> other queer people all the time. And yet finding it for myself was the journey. And I remember my therapist, this was like three weeks after I came out publicly, my therapist was like, you do realize you have only begun to accept yourself, right? Like you, you you're really you're in the beginning stages of this. Like you may have had <laughs> had a mask coming out and gotten a whole bunch of love, 
but you need to find that love for you. And I think that's what I've, I, I think if there has been a shift, it's me being able to identify proudly as gay and without wincing or without feeling like there needs to be a disclaimer or or a an explanation or whatever like i just and i think that that's if there has been anything that has that the pandemic gave me personally it's is time to just get real comfortable in my own gay skin in the privacy of my own home and really become free and yes though i i think that i hope that those those lessons are show up in in this new book what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, I think that's such an important thing to highlight what your therapist said to you, that like you've only yeah. just begun in this acceptance journey. And yeah. and I know certainly for, for those of us who have come out, that's a big deal. And that ongoing journey of, of not only learning to love ourselves, but also having to undo all of those things that are in place within us that have kept us from that. Yeah. What has that looked like for you that that undoing? It I think it ebbs and flows. I think that there are some times where it has it's been a beautiful journey of freedom. I think that on other other times it has been lots of falling on the floor and feeling sorry for myself or feeling like I'm 
alone or feeling like I am, I've effed up every aspect of my story. And I think that there's this, especially in that first year, like <laughs> when you're like, like you are having to stay in your house and be by yourself a lot more <laughs> than normal. I think that first year there was a lot of self-loathing uh, in, in, in my journey. And it, it was like, I think, and also when you're like, I haven't seen my family my mom and my dad and my three sisters and their families, I haven't seen them since the summer of 2018. And, and so I can you know, when I came out to them, I thought for a second, there was going to be, they were going to like offer this, offer this, we love you. But like, I thought I was just going to, that was going to be it. Hey, we're, we're going to move forward. We're going to be in relationship. We don't, we don't agree with you, whatever. That quickly changed when they didn't know how they, they just, they, the, the information or the, the information was way too new. Like it was just not going to it was not going to be that they, they could not, they couldn't get past the butt. And I haven't talked to my dad. My dad is 82 and I haven't talked to my dad since June, 2020, other than a short text message, maybe three times, like just very non unemotional texts back and forth. And so I think that for me, the, the thing that I'm working through now is how to be okay without the support of the people who raised me or without the, the, the love from my three, my sisters and the, and, and it like one of my sisters in particular, like I, we were, we, you know, we, grew up, we're three, three years apart. And so we were, we did everything together. We were like, and, and we were definitely the closest and, and she has been the, the most difficult and the most unkind. And I, so I don't know, I don't know if I'm ever going to have a relationship with my family that is like a family. And I, I'm becoming okay with that. Like I have to become okay with that because I'm not, I've allowed, I, I have allowed their influence on me to control a lot of, a lot, a lot of my life. And I'm not going to let their unacceptance of me control the rest of my life. And both of those, both of those, uh, both of the the ends of that dichotomy are my, they're 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 my doing. Like I allowed them to to have that kind of influence on my life, and I'm now choosing not to let them have that kind of influence. But that's not I, I, I it's a lot easier for me to just speak that than to actually live that. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I'm reminded of what you said a few minutes ago about the, the easier said than done of the kind of chosen family or setting boundaries, saying goodbye to certain people. It, it's so painful. 
Yeah, and that, because you you forget that there are things in my life that only me picking up the phone or me getting in the same room with one of my sisters that they will ever that that no one except them will understand the story or understand why it makes me to laugh out loud and i miss that i miss those moments i miss like being able to call my sister and laugh about something that happened when we were growing up or laughing at that one at those at those moments that literally it doesn't matter how many times you bring them up they're always funny those are the things that you you lose because nobody else was there i and and i think that it's um i've had to learn how to how to grieve because when you have when you grieve i think Matthias, every little, every, and this is a little bit morbid, but every day I, like, I wake up and I give myself just a tiny bit of space to think, what if I get the phone call today that my, that somebody in my family has passed away? And, and I, and I, and I don't know, maybe lots of people who are queer, like, can identify with that feeling, but like, I do, I give myself just a little bit of space just to process it and move on because my parents are old. My parents are not going to, I'm not going to suddenly get a phone call and they're not going to suddenly accept me like I dream about sometimes. And, and I, so I, I have to give myself a little bit of space for that. And, and, and then you like, but then with kids, it's, it's like, the I want my I like I I hate that my coming out has put such a canyon between my kids and my family. I hate I hate that. And and now that now that a almost two years has gone by since telling my mom my 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 family I there are every inroad is a mix of excitement and fear every like every like little connection of my that that happens where i'm not really involved that my kids are connecting with somebody in my family like, there is a discomfort and excitement all in one and so i uh you know like <laughs> i just keep working through it in therapy <laughs> like sometimes that's really all you can do <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it really, it really is like you just, you just have to get up and you have to keep walking through it and, and put it down when it's time to put it down. Cause, yeah. Cause I feel like so often when people come out and then they have a poor experience with their parents, a lot of what people will say is just give them time. Like they'll come around eventually. They love huh. you. And, and what I'm hearing from you, and this certainly has been my experience with my parents too, is that there is a reality of where that's not that's not actually true they're not gonna yeah. come around and aside from a sliver of a miracle <laughs> that is the right. reality we have to learn how to to live with mm -hmm. yeah and it's and i'll tell you i my parents like and i and i and i know this to be true i know like i know that there's not very much hope in that like light turning on or becoming kind because my parents, they walk in very small circles in a very small community. It's not like they're 
they're older. And so it's not like they're coming in contact with uh, very many gay people that they're in relationship with. The chances of them meeting somebody or somebody like opening their eyes. And I, and I right now, I don't feel safe going home. And then that's what it, what an awful, awful thing to say out loud that I don't feel safe in my own house that I grew up in at this moment. But I don't. Gracefully though, thankfully, Jessica's family have been wonderful. They have loved me and have embraced me and have accepted me and have like, they're, they didn't, in some ways they didn't blink. Like they're just, they have been so kind and, and it has been such a grace because I, it just, it has I, just I, been I'm, a grace. I'm curious about that because we hear these stories of people coming out after being in a marriage for a significant amount of time. I feel like you're one of the people, like sometimes that doesn't always go well. For you, it, it yeah. went, I think, as well as it could. Yeah. Uh, I, what has that been like being able to, having, well, having to navigate this with, a, a, a wife, a former wife mm -hmm. <laughs> with kids having it go well, but also I imagine there's a lot of complexity even in it going well. Yeah, it sure. It, it, it weighed, like it weighed in, weighed on every interaction between Jessica and me. It was, there was a, for the first year, there was a lot of grieving and it probably wasn't until last fall where the lights the, the the lights started coming on for both of us where we just um enough time and space had gone by where we started and I, and I'll and let me preface that but I don't like speaking on behalf of Jessica so this is just I I I I know I'm just I just want to say that because she might which if she were here, she would most definitely probably interject <laughs> with her own thoughts. But I just will say from my vantage point, there was a light that started to come on last fall where it just started to, we st we both started to breathe easier in our new, in our new story. And I know that lots of changes will come in the future as if either of us begin dating or begin like there's lots of things that we haven't crossed over into yet that I that I think we'll have to like ease into but I will say this I don't think that I could have gone through what I went through without Jessica she was my biggest supporter and the one who lost the most in the, the story at the same time. And there's a lot of, there's a lot I could say about all that, but that's very, she just is, has been a rock, but also has also been a rock for herself in learning to get healthy and deal with the trauma that my story brought her. Yeah. So I'm reflecting on this sense of 
even though in some ways we could call what you went through like a best case scenario, <laughs> still the weight of grief in that. And then also the systems <laughs> that were in yeah. place to even be in those kind of situations. Like it, it is so complicated that a, a quote unquote best case that has brought both of you freedom, it sounds like, is still yeah. so incredibly heartbreaking difficult yeah. to, to navigate and honestly in some cases it would have been there are aspects to our journey that may have been easier had we hated each other like it, it, or had we absolutely found each other appalling because we could have both moved on like it would have made co-parenting complicated but from a personal standpoint it we could have moved forward. Although I will say this, I've walked through, I've walked with so many people who have been in, or in some aspect of my story or a glimmer of my story within their story. And I will take my story most of the time, any day, <laughs> because there's a, I think when you are trying to uncouple in a healthy, kind, gentle manner, it's, it takes longer. It you 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 feel lots of things all the way through it. <laughs> but for our kids, it has been the healthiest, most beautiful thing for their stories. And and so we've done as hard as it has been, we have done a lot of things that we wouldn't go back and change we would do them again the same way because as hard as our stories have been um it was worth worth the extra work that it took to do it well and to do it healthily and to do it with our co-parenting being first and foremost i, I know you just said this and imagine so many people have reached out to you because of how your story has resonated and I'm, I'm curious for folks who are even listening to this right now who are trying to discern maybe coming out later in life, maybe if it's worth it, trying to even imagine what it might look like, realizing there's not a one-size-fits-all <laughs> answer to hmm. this question. I'd be yeah. curious what, what you share with, with folks who are in that situation. I, I do a lot of listening because I, there are some people who, who have, who are in religious upbringings, in religious small towns, that for them, my story could potentially be dangerous. Like doing, it, it could put them in, 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 in harm or could put their kids at harm. Like it just, so I listen and I share my story of how things were, what I felt, what I, what Jessica and I eventually realized what we needed to do. I also think that I had lots of people say, Matthew, it took you this long to get to a place where you could say I'm gay. Give yourself a little bit of grace in in how long it takes you to 
to do what needs to be done. And so I don't think, like you said, I, I don't, I don't think there's a one answer fits all in any way, shape or form. I think it's really dependent upon the relationship between the two people. I, I, I have talked to people who they've lost their kids in this. They've lost their, their connection to both sides of the family. There are people who have, whose partner are abu- they're abusive in the process of coming out. Like it's just, there's lots of layers. I, I don't have any advice. All I know is that I do think that freedom and honesty and kindness play a really big role in how my story was able to move forward the way it has. But I know that if, if somebody followed my recipe in their own story, like it would, it, it could be a very different thing. But I think the one advice I do have is regardless, find a therapist who is LGBTQ plus affirming. That helped me more than anything. When I told my therapist that I was, at the time I told him that I was not straight, okay? And he didn't blink an eye and he, and we started the, 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 the process of talking all through those things. And so finding somebody who is accepting and embracing of LGBTQ identities, then that is by far the most, the best advice I can give. Of course, therapy is a privilege. We all, I mean, so key yes the the reality that therapy is it is such a privilege i I mean it is and is so inaccessible that is true to have that space where you can try things on for size where they don't affect your quote-unquote real life until you are ready to take those steps with someone else having that space to work through those things that is a little bit separated, uh, vital. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that the other thing that I would say is don't be afraid to change therapists. I had three therapists who walked with me through this. I've had one, the, the, my, the, my current therapist has been the longest, but each therapist was very crucial to my story. Like they, they all played a significant role but there was also a moment where it was like, okay, my work with them for the first two, that it was done. I, I, I felt like we had gotten to a place where it just wasn't, there wasn't going to be any moving forward. And they all played significant, perfect, important roles in my story. And I, when I changed, I was really glad that I had, I did. And so far, this, this therapist I have now, I, I will probably keep them for a, a a a a long time because they have they, there's a, there's something about them that that resonates and helps keep me keeping me mm, move forward. I love that, well, Matthew. If people want to connect with your work, find out more about what you're about, how how can they do that? It's my website is matthewpaulturner.com. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Matthew Paul Turner. Um, on Facebook, I'm Matthew Paul Turner, and on Twitter, I'm Hey MPT. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been wonderful. 
Thank you for having me, Matthias. I have looked forward to this and it did not go well. Be sure to go grab a copy of Matthew's new book, I Am God's Dream, wherever you buy books. It's also available in all targets starting today, which is super exciting. He's on Twitter at HeyMPT and on Instagram at Matthew Paul Turner. Queerology is on Twitter and Instagram at QueerologyPod, or you can tweet me directly at Matthias Roberts. To find out how you can help keep Queerology on the air by becoming an active listener, head over to patreon.com slash Matthias Roberts. A really easy way to support the show is by leaving a rating and a review. You can do that right in your podcast app or head over to MatthiasRoberts.com slash review and it'll take you right there. As always, if you have something you'd like to hear on the show, reach out. And until next time, y'all, bye! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.